Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information on this post-4th of July weekend. Still pretty busy out there on the waters. Hopefully you uh, stayed afloat, set your flares off, got new ones. Uh, that that was the tip from Barry the boater a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, I had he denies had it, no, but it, it's on tape, Barry. <laughs> well, gotcha. I had no flares. I did look; they're all new. And so I'm you not tried, but no, uh, they're so expensive you can't afford to shoot off the new ones. No uh, way. Okay, yeah, we don't recommend that. But if you did it while they were shooting off Roman candles, maybe nobody noticed. I no, guess it's that's a my thing. my neighbor down the street must have spent a fortune he started at eight forty five, yeah, and it didn't end till almost eleven, and he was shooting off those. I guess they're boxes where you light one fuse and then it just goes like crazy. Right. Over and over and over again. Yeah. You were tempted to uh, uh, shoot off some flares, but you just couldn't find yours, huh? No, I found I told you, they were all current. And so you didn't and, want to waste And they're like, like $28 them? for a pack of three. Yeah. So when he's, bucks. he's setting this stuff off, you didn't go like, oh, I'll show you. No, uh, no. My flares look whippy compared to those fireworks. Oh, the only yeah, because his, his his the box of fireworks he had had Acme written on the side. It's right. the same one that I've seen on the Roadrunner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Very good. Now, Mike the Mariner wasn't with us last week because yeah. he was out on the water celebrating the Fourth. Obviously, he survived it. And uh, what were you doing yes. there, Mike? What happened with yeah, you? Yeah. So, uh, well, the weekend leading up to the Fourth, we went on a, a boat trip. We we went down uh, well down river, but up towards uh DeBerry and went to another marina and spent the night took on some fuel and then came back and then um came back to the boat monday night and then uh the fourth of july stayed here had a cookout and we enjoyed the fireworks here in downtown sanford uh right here at the marina yeah yeah they put on yeah. quite a show uh there they right? do it's a it's a fantastic show it uh very it, so there's a seaplane ramp right at the beginning uh right at the entrance to our marina and that's where they uh, fire the fireworks from mm-hmm. and so literally when we're on the bow of the boat it's the best seat in the house it's literally right in front of us and and uh just really spectacular they play great music and uh, lots of people there were probably i don't know probably six seven thousand people you know here Sweet. Uh, along the seawall not in the marina we had yeah. about 50 people on our dock um had some great food couple of libations and mm-hmm. and uh, just a really good time yeah well it went off without a hitch in the past you've had ashes uh, fall down <laughs> on you though right but not this year yeah a couple of times yeah uh yeah in years past we've had a couple of incidents where some of the fireworks got a little too close for comfort and, uh, and we went over to one of our friend's boats with a hose and just uh hosed it down to to make sure nothing happened but um uh, it certainly in years past has happened but this year nothing uh, nothing happened it was uh the it wind was blowing the other way, so uh, he lucked out. Uh, so, Patrick, do we have any Fourth of July hangover stories or lessons learned from people out on the water during the holiday, or no? 
Yeah, don't shoot off fireworks around boats. <laughs> <laughs> you mean they may catch fire? This public service announcement has been brought to you by every fire department. <laughs> but okay, the view it. is so awesome. It is the best way know, to view fireworks. I don't know what could, be, what could be so dangerous about it. Flammable fiberglass, mm-hmm. boats full of fuel, right. <laughs> vinyl. <laughs> yeah. What's but the downside? Oh, wait. All three of those. <laughs> right. Okay. That's why you go on someone else's boat. Just make sure yeah, so you're maybe, upwind when you're Maybe one the of fireworks. the worst ones that happened came out of uh, Orono, Minnesota. So a fire at Lake Minnetonka, uh, a marina up there, uh, your boat club, Minnetonka, mm-hmm. on Browns Bay. Um, just before the fire, uh, this was uh, during uh, the late hours of the 4th of July, uh, a camera caught several people lighting fireworks around the docks. Mm-hmm. And five boats. And a dock were damaged. Two of the boats are totaled. Three others had less damage, but they're probably unusable. Um, Not to mention the dock could have been much, much worse. But, of course, could have been much, much better if you didn't set off fireworks around floating bombs. Mm. (laughs) Right. Mm. Yeah, fuel dock, not uh, ideal place. For sure. Any dock. Any, any dock. Uh, they're wood. They're flammable. If they're plastic, dock they brown. melt. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Johnny Fever, don't set off fireworks around any docks. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, uh, the first you know, word of war- warning when it comes to fireworks and boats is the fact that fireworks starts with the word fire. And that should be the first red flag to encourage you not to do it. But I, I don't know. It's hard to knock the uh, view that you get from a boat when you're wa- watching no, a fireworks. No, it's easy, to, it's easy to knock the view. Don't set off fireworks Well, yeah, don't set boats. off, but you can watch them, you know, from a safe distance, upwind, preferably. Yeah. I think it's a, the, uh, the best vantage point that you could possibly get for a fireworks display, especially if they're shooting them from a barge like uh, Mike the Mariner was talking about in Sanford. I mean, it's it's really hard. To, you're not going to keep people from doing it. You just got to do it as safely as you possibly can and come prepared. Have a fire hose, stand by. And, the only uh, way to mm-hmm. do it safely is don't set off fireworks around boats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to have to think. telling you they had to take a hose out to his friend's 78-foot yacht and douse it with water because of the hot ashes coming. You can't, once that firework goes off, you have no control over where the embers go, where the ashes go. The wind can be blown one direction. They go the opposite direction because there's an updraft, downdraft. Who knows? Don't do it. Mm. Well, or just uh, yeah. do it, but uh, be on someone else's boat that you don't own and put all the <laughs> you know problems on Patrick, them. the best way to do it is just aim them all at uh, Greggy's house. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, here's the thing. Once once a fire starts on a dock, it's so hard to put out because fire trucks can't necessarily reach it, and fire boats are few and far between. And um, is there there a bucket nearby? Is there a cargo ship right now that has been burning for over 24 hours up in New Jersey or somewhere around that cargo ship? What is that? What's he talking about, Patrick? I don't know this story. Do you know? No. no. Okay. I haven't seen it. So what? Barry's just it's making New stuff Jersey. up. Everything's on fire. <laughs> oh, no, no. There is a ship with cars in it that's, that's been Canada. on fire. 
Oh, huh. is it? Ca- no, it's is it Canada? No, no, no. Everything in Canada is on fire. It's either New York or, <laughs> or or New Jersey, but it's at dock right now, and now it's listing because they've been putting so much water into this ship that they can't pump it out fast enough. Mm. They're trying to sink it. Hey, well, there's one way to put the fire out. Wow, yeah, I can't know, believe it's a little concerning guys. that on a cargo ship that the fire suppression system isn't doing its job. Well, they said it's uh, from Europe, and the one-inch fire hose don't match up to the two or two and a half inch that we use in this country. Uh, and the fire department was not, imperial. yeah, and the it's fire all about department girth. wasn't trained to work on these ships, mm. so they're having a, a hard time there. That's a seven that. millimeter hose. Yeah. All we have is in inches. In inches, yeah, mm. millimeters. Wait, oh, does wait, anybody have an my... app that can convert? That's right. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, listen, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a ship on fire, and it's in New Jersey. And okay. uh, actually, yeah, it, it's still burning. And actually, someone passed away. There so were two a, firefighters mm. that passed away. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. It's a wow. it's a cargo ship full of used cars. So if you had ordered a used car overseas. Um, you may want to follow a claim. Well, it's the same thing as uh as the same problem with boats. They all probably had some amount of fuel in them, even if it's just a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, they probably tried to empty most of the fuel tanks, but you still have the vapors. And one car catches on fire; it catches the car next to it on fire, just like boats at a dock. You know, that's mm, yep. That, that, that happened to a friend of mine years ago. He had a uh, a hatteras a 48 foot hatteras had some work done on it and his boat caught on fire and it took three other boats out and about 50 feet of uh of dock over in cape canaveral happened about 15 years ago wow well uh, the moral of this story is don't let your boat catch on fire and if you do just get away from it as quick as you possibly can i guess they don't mix fire and boats but they're fun to no. watch look kind of it's, you know, fireworks come on more coming up stay close You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. 
Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i used to have a boat you did yeah she was pretty damn sweet man i love that boat so why'd you lose it? sometimes the things we love aren't long for this world burn Especially when your alcoholic ex-wife gets drunk and falls overboard and drowns. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Okay, so, uh, yeah, fireworks are fun to watch, not necessarily... uh, a good, uh, you know, it's not good to do them on your boat. Uh, watch them from your boat. That's where I'm going to stay, even though uh, Patrick, not a fan. I, I just think it's, uh, you know, people are going to be too tempted to do it, and you just got to be safe, think about it, and uh, that kind of thing. Just don't end up being one of the statistics, because fire mm-hmm. and boats don't match. Fireworks are fun to watch, but once again, that, that keyword fire. Yeah, uh, something, something else that doesn't match is uh, boat parades and boats. Why? Go figure. What's Why? wrong? What's wrong with boat parades? Why are you uh, poo pooing those? Did I say I was pooing them? Well, it sounded like it. Why don't Just they mix? Mer- merely reporting the news, Greg. Well, okay. Explain. Don't shoot the messenger. Not shooting. <laughs> no shooting of flares, uh, fireworks, or otherwise. But explain. What so, do you mean? So, well, we've seen in the past with some of these uh, boat parades where they're not staged. Um. There's, there's really no leader, if you will, or plan. So we've seen over the years where small boats wind up getting swamped um, mm-hmm. due to wakes of the wakes that are created, especially if it's in a, depending on the size of the lake and the, the, the circuit that they're making. Um, and this happened up in South Carolina where a boat sank um, huh. out on Lake Murray. And it's going to cost anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars to recover the boat because the lake is anywhere from forty feet to two hundred feet deep. Mm. Now, um, up in that part of the country, you kind of have a choice. Um, according to local law enforcement, it's unlawful to abandon a watercraft or outboard motor on the public lands or water. A person violating the provision of this section is guilty of a misdemeanor. And upon conviction, must be fined no less than $1,000. Also, abandoning a boat could result in 30 days in jail. So, mm-hmm. uh, you're looking at a minimum $1,000 fine. Minimum could be more. And 30 days in jail. Or do you spend five to $10,000 to recover the boat? Well, first off, first off, if it got swamped, whose fault is uh, it? I mean, uh, is it the person who ran the... Ran the wake? Wouldn't it be their fault if, uh, well, unless there was some negligence on how he had it? You know, you're talking to the about dock multiple wakes. Generally, what happens is you are responsible for the wake that your vessel creates, and you right. cre- and if you create 
you knowingly create a condition mm-hmm. that causes damage, um, injury, and or death um, to people or persons or to a structure, you can be held liable. Right. The challenge is, of course, hey, your boat gets swamped. You're busy sinking. That boat's continuing on down the waterway. Um, you've got other things on your mind uh, versus trying to get the, uh, and then you got to prove it in court that, yeah, the, the, the wake from this boat did indeed swamp my boat and cause my boat to sink. Right. And then they're going to get in all kinds of stuff. Did you have the proper safety gear? Was all your, you know, was your bilge pump working correctly? Was your mm-hmm. boat switch working correctly? You know, so on and so forth. Did you have a manual pump on board? Yeah. Um, so it, it gets awfully, awfully difficult to prove. Through, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Negligence. And I would think, uh, yeah, I mean, if your boat sinks uh, due to a wake, I mean, that, that that's a bit much. Damage well, is I've, one yeah. thing, but to have I've, a sink, I've, I don't know. I've had... I've had it happen up on actually where Mike boats, so up on the St. John's where I've been running large yachts and a story that we're going to talk about in the second half of the show, jet skis. Um, I would mm-hmm. have to come off of plane because these jet skis, they see a big yacht coming and they want to start jumping the wake. Oh yeah, baby. And yes. so I, so at that point, I, as a responsible mariner, I realize that I am creating a condition that could result in, you know, uh, Lots injury, of fun. injury <laughs> and, or so I come, I break the boat off a plane and then I warn them, ask these jet skiers, uh, stay off the wake of the boat. Okay. Yeah. And then you get back up underway and there they are like gnats, you know, swarming all over the back, uh, had one almost come up on the transom and jumping the wake, coming back, uh, running right up behind the boat and jumping forward instead of coming into the wake. Um, and I had a friend on board that was a member of law enforcement um, who then said, Patrick, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he pulls out your flare. And, issue after and, she, she uh, flashed two particular uh, pieces of equipment at the jet skiers. But that's something huh. that can happen. Oh, wait, wait, it was yeah. a she and she flashed her equipment at him? Two pieces of wow. equipment. One one would have been her shield, and the other one oh, would have been oh. her sidearm. Okay, Mike the Mariner. What say <laughs> well, you? What do you think? Well, this happens. Well, this happens to me all the time. So, yeah. I mean, I run this boat a lot, and uh, I call them squirt guns. I can I can see them coming a mile away, so I normally throttle back as they approach because uh, my boat generates massive wake. Right. I don't, of course I only do that on the lake um, when I'm crossing um, Lake Monroe. Uh, but when I'm in the river itself, I'm going much slower. Right. But, uh, I've, I've had that happen, you know, almost every time I run the boat, jet skis approach and, and, and try to jump the wake on a couple of occasions. Uh, I missed it. I didn't see them coming. And all of a sudden I see a jet ski flying through the air off to my right or left. And, and, uh, of course I, I throttle back and I give them the, you know, knock it off sign. Or another sign and they right. tell you you're number one <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes yes but it's it look i have no problem with jet skis i love them they're fun um I, I do call them squirt guns but you know you have to operate them safely because they you know if you lose control of a jet ski it's a very heavy dense piece of equipment and it 
if it goes, if it hits a boat, it can go right through the side of a boat. Yeah. It can go right through the side of a boat. Um, Mm -hmm. There, there Mm -hmm. have been jet skis that have sunk yachts before because they knocked a hole in the side of the boats. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you just have to operate those things safely. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, assuming that uh, it's the boat owner's fault for sinking, they left it out there. And now the question is, uh, should they salvage it or just pay the fine? Oh no, they got they're they're going to wind up having to salvage it. Uh, there's there's and that's where it comes into something that you know we don't want to go too deep into the subject of insurance, but making sure that you have coverage, um, if nothing else, sea tow towboat, you know a a a where they'll come out and they'll recover your boat. And that membership fee that you pay yearly turns out mm-hmm. to be the best deal um, you'll have ever. Uh, uh, purchased Barry. Let's say yeah. so. So that that's interesting because I do have Cito. I've had Boat US also, but I didn't know that they would also recover it if it's sunk. I always well, I believe there's a. Really, I, I believe that might be like a, a rider to a policy I, there. I didn't hear about that. Or lack thereof, because you won't be able to ride anything after it sinks. I don't think. But yeah, check your uh, Boat US. And a CTO membership. That might be a benefit. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise nothing go to worldofboating.com send us an email and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast hi guys y'all look great it's so good to see y'all Likewise. Welcome to Hilton Head Island. It's absolutely beautiful. It's so amazing. And so I figured what better way to see the island than on a boat. This is the world of boating. Very first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, big fan of The Bachelorette. They just launched uh, their latest season. Uh, There's a commercial diver in the mix uh, that is vying for the uh, love of The Bachelorette. So... You know, that could be a sign there's going to be some kind of boating adventure. I mean, he's a commercial diver. He has to get out to the dive site somehow. So maybe they'll uh, work in some boating, uh, you know, romantic overnight getaways. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> oh, yeah. This boat is a rocking. Come knocking with a video camera. 
Now he he's using the term commercial <laughs> diver. What he does is he watches commercials on TV. I don't he think researches. that's accurate. Uh, right I, about I, diving. Patrick's not ra- watching the same show. Uh, no, I, and anyway. listen, I I I tr- I tried, Greg. Just so you know, unlike yeah. you, when I suggest stuff that you completely ignore, mm-hmm. I actually tried watching some of this Drek. The Bachelorette, uh, you did actually did? No, 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 no. I don't even that, watch that, it. I that, just say that I do. Skinwalker Ranch BS. I, I, I am literally getting stupider as I watch this show. I had to stop. Really? My IQ point. <laughs> you, you're going to be IQ points. <laughs> you're going to be very unprepared when the aliens come. Then, so it, it, <laughs> for, for that guy for a for a a PhD for an astrophysicist, he has the worst. The worst experiment um, protocol there. There is. There is. Hey, where's all the water going from the hole? I don't know. You know that's weird. We actually had got an email this week from someone who said, "You know, Captain Patrick looks like that guy from Skinwalker Ranch." As like his brother, I said, "You know what? It might be his alien uh, kin." For all I know, dragon. That guy? No, no, the guy you're talking about, the, the uh, astrophysicist. I said, Patrick isn't nearly as uh, smart, but he does kind of have a resemblance to the guy on Skinwalker Ranch. So I don't know. Uh, I, don't think I wouldn't make fun of him. He's going to come and possess your body and, you know, and the whole thing. I mean, absolutely. I wouldn't piss off the aliens if I were you, Patrick. You're asking they, they for it. a bunch of morons. You're, you're uh, just asking to be of, probed. But anyway. Speaking of morons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, this past week, I want to credit, um, me, one of our listeners, Brian H. Um, and if you haven't checked us out on Facebook, do that. Um, or at worldofboating.com, you'll see these stories, uh, that we talk about a lot of the ones that we don't get to because Greg likes talking about, um, the bachelorette. Um, and you'll see this awesome video this week, uh, that's, on YouTube, so if you're listening right now, continue to listen, but go run to YouTube and uh, just type in boat crashes into jet ski at Hallover Inlet. Um, uh, and this is done, uh, these videos, they're shot by drone by these guys, uh, wavy boats. And this one, um, in reading the comments of the video, why was that boat going so fast? That boat captain should be at fault. No. You're coming into the inlet. Now, it wasn't a particularly rough day at the inlet, okay? For once. But if you have experience in coming in and out of inlets, the last thing you want to do is go slow, okay? Um, And and that's not necessarily where you're going to come in at 80 miles an hour either, but based on the conditions, you know, you've got an outgoing tide, you got incoming swells, you got this roiling that's happening right there, and you got to get past that, and the last thing you want to do is be going s- slow to the point where you you're not making any headway, or you're just coming up over the back of these rollers, and then you get pitched and turned and rolled. You have to be at a speed to make a safe entry, and once you get past these breakwaters, if you will, then you get into the calmer areas. Then you cut back on your throttles, and now you know you're kind of like, "Hey, I made it! Yay!" Yeah, um, you're like kind of trying to catch the wave, uh, right? Just like, well, yeah, not not trying. You're trying to get past that wave. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. you don't want to ride that wave. I know, because but you, you ride gotta, that wave. That's when you get turned. But you got to time. You got to time the the curls. Uh, right. No, no, no. Like, this this world this wave is a constant wave. Sort of like what is those those surf 
riding machines that you 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 use on the uh, like cruise a flow ships. rider, yeah, a flow rider. Yeah. So they stay in one place Love when the music. tide's going out, right? Um, you'll see it right in the middle. There are you can go along the sides of it where it's not as strong, but most people go right up the middle because you know they think their eighteen foot boat drafts five feet or something like that. Uh, okay, but, well uh, in this in this case, yeah. if you're familiar with Hallover, you get jet skiers out there. All they're the trying, time. They're, they're trying to jump the waves and the, 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 the roiling action there. And at times, as we mentioned earlier, jumping the wakes of the boats. So there's right. these two jet skiers. There's this big sea race on Dancer coming in. Um, and these two jet skiers. Now, I have no illusion. I'm, I'll go out on a limb right here and say this is totally the fault of the jet skiers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay? When you're in a vessel like that, it has nothing to do with your range of visibility. It has nothing to do with um, maintaining a watch. I'm making an entry into an inlet, okay? This is a main channel. This is not an area where you should be out in any type of boat or jet ski bouncing around on the waves because it's an in and out of boat traffic. It is a channel. Well, beyond that, isn't there uh, the law of the sea that the bigger, less maneuverable boat has the right of way? Dad, what? Uh, what do you mean, dad? Is that right or not? It is not the law of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I don't know. I can't translate. Your honor, <laughs> I do declare the law of the Swahili. Sea. Yeah, says the biggest <laughs> vessel has the right of way. Yosemite Sam. Huh? Well, the less maneuverable. Leghorn. I mean, oh, actually, okay. I, I mean that's kind of how it applies a little bit in with aircraft. I you, mean. Yeah. The, the one with less maneuverability, the smaller one generally uh, yields to the bigger, less maneuverable. No, because then oh. you get into under sail, under motor power, uh, in the channel, out of the channel, crossing the channel. There are, there, here's the thing, okay? In this particular case, mm-hmm. these jet skiers, totally, if I'm on the jury, you were at fault. Now, this boat comes in, one jet ski is off to the, to the port side, the other one's on the starboard side, the one on the port. As the boat comes in, the boat, again, is coming over and is, you know, he's got control, but the boat is going to pitch and roll, and this jet skier got, he got whacked on the head on the port side hull as the boat passed. Mm. So the boater does what he, I I don't know that I would have done it right there. I would have made my entry all the way in and then slowed down, but he slowed down, wanted to make sure the guy was, then these jet skiers want to start arguing with the guy. Yeah. Okay. Then the other jet skier, the one that was on the the starboard side, if you watch the video, and this is what's going to kill them in court, because they were clearly the aggressors. This jet skier is now coming up towards the boat and wanting to spray the boat with his jet ski. Mm-hmm. You know, do that total rooster jet tail ski thing. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he did it two or three times where he's trying to, he's coming up and then he's hitting the throttle and spinning his jet ski right there and trying to spray the boat because you hit my buddy. Then the law enforcement shows up, and, of course, everybody makes their way in. You know, and now the guy who got hit by the boat, now he's on the, the sheriff's vessel, and they're checking him out because wow. now, of course, oh, I'm hurt. Uh, nah, you weren't hurt. It was like water rage. No. The, these, um, these little gnats, as some of the uh, Coast Guard people call them, uh, they are not supposed to be playing in the Hallover Inlet, but yet they do it. Uh, unless there is going to be a Coast Guard out there or one of the uh, police out there constantly patrolling that inlet, you're going to have this over and over again. 
And yeah. this, this could have been much, much worse than what it was. This guy just yes. getting the so boat these guys and have, getting uh, bonked on the head. I've, I've just put it out there like the boat was in uh, uh, at fault and, and the, everybody's coming back saying, oh, hell no. And coming back on them, right? That's well, what's in, happening. In the comments on, on YouTube, I mean, there's probably more people that said, no, just you were totally at fault. But then you get these people that are jumping in there. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. You have successfully navigated the Sea of Commerce. Now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Welcome aboard. I will be your captain. You'll be my scallywags. I don't know what that means, but you will be them. And here's how we play. Thank you for your attention and welcome aboard. Let's go. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, and Barry the Boater, rounding out the uh, World of Boating crew today as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, we don't like uh, the jet skiers today, at least the ones at Hanover uh, Hanover Inlet, which is all over Inlet, which is usually a a popular uh, uh, YouTube video spot isn't that the one where the all oh, the youtube yeah. video where all the boats come in and they're always getting yep. beat the hell yeah. well they're, they're either yeah. shooting video from the jetty or they now they're using drones so you know when they get some of these really nice looking yachts and stuff they'll follow it out right you know well that probably uh, explains why there's video of these uh of these jet skiers uh having this altercation with that yeah. boat isn't it I bet it yeah. is. Well, they're they're out there all the time. Wavy right. boats. So go to YouTube. You can watch wavy boats. There's also another one yeah. uh, from Miami Docks or something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that one at the dock is is. Oh, he's great because he gives a play by play. Let's see yeah, what's going to happen to this guy. Right, he floats <laughs> off. Look, he's he's about to fall off the dock because the boat <laughs> floated away. Yeah. And, that, and he's coming into the dock again for the mm-hmm. fifth time. Yeah. Ooh, oh no, he fell in the water. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if any ships do that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, with this, all, all I can say, you know, I, I, it may not be a fair comparison, but, you know, as a motorcyclist, um, I cringe when I see certain people, the way that they ride, whether they're popping mm-hmm. wheelies or they're weaving in and out of traffic, you know, and, and, and doing that. And it, it does reflect badly on responsible motorcycle riders. Um, and there are those, I love jet skis. I mean, I, I, I absolutely love them. I had my moment, you know, um, 25 years ago of doing the spins and the jumps and all that. It's like, okay, that was like a day. All right. That was fun. Now, what else can we do with this? Oh, man, we can get into these backwater areas and we can go explore. We can get in these very shallow, you know, areas that we wouldn't be able to access unless we were paddling a canoe can get there much quicker, put up get into some of these really, really unexplored or, or areas that aren't heavily visited and kind of have this this area to ourselves. I mean, I, I love mm-hmm. that aspect of it. Plus, for me, it's like riding a motorcycle, which I enjoy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and, riding a motorcycle without the possibility of getting hit by a semi-truck or right. something. And, and they're hey, easily... Hey. Tr- 
They're easily trailed, and you yeah. can stow them in a garage. Uh, yeah, they are fun to play. I'll tell you what would be really cool. There was a there was a uh, a show on Discovery about five or six years ago. This group of uh, uh, folks with uh, several jet skis. It was like six or seven jet skis explored islands uh, in the Aleutians up up in Alaska one summer and they they uh, did a lot of primitive camping and everything so they had all their camping gear all their food everything and they island hopped and uh, and then just camped there on the shore uh, on several islands over the course of a couple of weeks that would be kind of cool um you know doing maybe even doing the loop on on a jet ski you know <laughs> yeah just, i think uh, we just had take- a guy who was who was doing that he was raising money for uh some organization i think we had him on like yeah. uh, seven eight years ago um, so finishing up some, some, uh, recreational boating news down in Charlotte County, uh, down in good old Florida, uh, be aware and boy, does this, I know Barry, this has got, this is going to twist your prop, uh, probably Mike as well. Um, so the Charlotte County Sheriff's office, uh, and Charlotte County in general has now increased, uh, fines. For parking regulations at Charlotte County boat ramps. So, if a car is found parked in a trailer spot with no Ooh. trailer, hit them hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've never seen that. No. Um, hey, how come we have no trailer spots? Wait, all those cars are lined up on the trailer. Oh, spots. that's that's oh, when shoot. that's when you see people getting blocked in. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they listen. People will unhook their trailer. And go and just like back it in to these vehicles and then just like lock it and leave it. And you ain't leaving there, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you park now, here's what, what I don't particularly care for. I think these fines should be reversed. So if you park on the grass near the boat ramp, it will be a $118 fine. I think it should be reversed. I think you park on the grass. All right. 40 bucks. You park in a, in a boat and trailer spot and you don't have a trailer. That's $118 and five points on your license. Why Why the mm. 18? What? Why can't they round up or round down? Why does that have to be some odd number? Mm, I, you you prefer counting in me. Sorry, you know. You, you prefer your tickets easy to uh, do the arithmetic <laughs> there? Mathematic, Mathematic, counting, you know, make it 120. <laughs> make it 110. 118. It's $117.33.5. Yeah, so that, well, no, if you're going to round, round down, I not expect up. change then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, want to want to end up with a story that I know Greg wanted to talk about because it has to do with cruise ships and guys, listeners out there or people who are watching. I tried to avoid this just so just so you know, when cruise ship news comes up, I I really do my best. (laughs) Um, However, out in San Francisco, a princess cruise ship, the um, Ruby Princess, made (laughs) as quote unquote (laughs) unexpected contact. (laughs) <laughs> i've done that before <laughs> i think we all have at one point or another kind of like that guy coming in on that sea ray with that jet ski yeah he right. made unexpected contact uh in this case uh the cruise ship made unexpected contact with the dock at pier 27 okay <laughs> unexpected contact <laughs> yeah That's and funny. i'll tell you you know when you look at this cruise ship i'm looking at a stern shot Man, this thing does not look very stable. Um, what? 
No, what was amazing why, is why how do you say it, it doesn't was. Lo- no, the Ruby Princess has been around for years. It's one of the Princess's older vessels, and it's smaller, It doesn't too. matter. Well, yeah, yeah so but why would it look easy. less stable? I don't get it. Why would it be any it's less stable? It's just very tall. It, it looks like a, you know, it's, it's just a very tall Now, here, vessel, here's, so. here's what happened. This is my guess, just from knowing what I know about Princess Cruise Lines. The Ruby Princess is a much older vessel in their fleet, and what happens is... You know, the the better crews, the more experienced crews get uh-huh. on their newer boats and they get promoted up to the brand new state of the art boats. And the, the people that are, you know, new to the cruising uh, captains and stuff, guess where they, uh, you know, get to cut their teeth uh, on boats more like the Ruby Princess, the older right. vessels. And so, you probably see, had someone who was a little less experienced at the helm and made a mistake. That's just just hearing the story. That's just my two cents, and I'm usually correct ninety nine percent of the time. Millennial saying, "Yeah, let's yeah. just uh, stuff Barry, it in there." What do you <laughs> think? This is this is where the guy from Miami Boat Ramps. He's also on YouTube. Needs to be out there and critique this docking because this would have been one of his best videos if he had been out there. Hmm. I mean, it wasn't a little hole. There's a big hole in there. He crunched it good. Yeah. Well, he ignored rule number six, which what? was moved s- slower. Never, never right. approach a m- never approach a dock faster than you're willing to hit it. Good point. <laughs> good point. But yeah, we but we don't know whether the currents were a problem, wind, or just he just came well, in too it, it, fast. There's, there's never any type of bad water conditions that happen out on San Francisco Bay. Uh-huh. It's the calmest body of water in the world. Oh, right? sure it is. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but see, I, I, I do. I think it was probably just lack of experience. That's my guess. They probably had no, uh, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily lack of experience. One kind of surprised that they didn't have enough protection out on the dock uh, to keep something like that from happening Two, um you know you you, you get a uh, again a swirl of current even with a ship like that yeah a swirl of current that boat has got a tremendous amount of freeboard um you know uh the wind freeboard! changes direction Play on you freeboard uh, yeah um, free bird we're out of time anyway so let's just end it on that uh, sour note <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the moral of the story is go with the newer ships to get a, bit, a much more experienced crew and less chance of having your uh, cruise vacation ruined. On that note, rather, it is sail or motor. Life, Life is, is better, better, is better as, as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.